Hello and welcome to the Only Human Podcast, Season 1, Episode 1. I'm Alex. I'm George. We wanted to come together and help add a human element behind our badges, talk about our everyday lives on and off duty, and give advice to others in an attempt to bridge the gap between cops and the community. So let's just hop into this, George. So, um, I'm George. I've been in law enforcement for five years. I started in a New York City Department of Corrections in Rikers Island for two years. I was an officer there. Uh, and then I moved to Florida and I've been in law enforcement working the streets of uh, Central Florida for the last three years. Uh, it's the best job in the world. I enjoy it and I can, um, can't wait to tell everyone how great it is and to give people advice and understanding that uh, we're human. We're not just robots. I think the robot cop is just a movie, but everything else. Well, we are here to explain how how we're humans and we, you know, we go through a lot. We sure do. We definitely do. Um, let me touch real quickly. Um, like I said, uh, only two seconds ago, my first name is Alex. Um, I, as well, I'm, I'm a law enforcement officer in, in, in the state of Florida, in Central Florida. I've been uh, specifically a deputy for almost, uh, I can't believe it's almost, it's coming up in four years uh, already. And uh, I know you and I went to the academy together at the same time, and we both work for different agencies now, and just time has flown by. Um, my prior experience to uh, my agency now, I was in the Coast Guard for, uh, for six years, and uh, I did law enforcement-like missions, but uh, nothing quite like this and I've, I've been uh, working as a first responder ever since I was 16 years old I was a volunteer firefighter and I know people give firefighters uh, a little bit of flack if, especially if you're a cop but um, I've had this kind of drive to to be there and help others uh, ever since I was a kid um, it was just something that was instilled in me and it's something that I was I grew up around especially being from uh, northern New Jersey with the volunteer firefighters and you know all the uh, kind of close-knit community I grew up with. My best friend staff was a cop. And um, yeah, um, I didn't just fall into this, it was a calling. It's not that, su- it's, it's, I, I definitely think uh, it's one of the best jobs out there. Um, and I'm not just trying to recruit people to become cops, because I know a lot of people, not many people want to be law enforcement uh, nowadays with the climate that we're in, but um, I love my job, I love helping people. I love uh, getting into, uh, you know, crap, and I love being able to break down barriers and walls and assumptions that people have about cops just because they see a cop hidden in the car or sitting running laser, like, it's it's okay to come up and approach us and talk to us. You don't have to be afraid. <clears throat> I totally agree with you, and um, it's truly, this job is not, we don't do it for the money. There's no way that you can <laughs> become a cop to... <laughs> to be rich <laughs> um, yeah definitely not this is definitely a calling uh, I wanted to be a cop since I was 5 years old and uh, okay. before this before we came, becoming a cop I used to work in the airline and in the airline industry it's just <sighs> so corporate America uh, so we do have uh, I am on duty and uh, that background that you hear is uh 
is my radio and I just got a call of a suspicious vehicle. I work in a in a rural area that is a lot of construction going on. Okay. So any any uh like suspicious vehicles we like it when they call us because right now it's five o'clock in the morning. This is not gonna be live, but it's five thirty in the morning, you see a vehicle there. It's usually a construction vehicle or somebody's doing something bad. So we gotta make sure that it's nothing bad. And George, correct me if I'm wrong. Thank you. But here in my county it's actually a felony to trespass on a construction site. So yes, it is. It's it's very it's it's something that I don't think a lot of people know about. But uh, trespassing anywhere else and then trespassing on a construction site that's active, regardless if there's workers there or not, is still a, a, a felony. So it is that. still a felony, and um, I I like to tell people that a lot. People don't think about it. Yeah. A couple of examples. So a lot of people buy houses. Um, they bought the house, but they don't have the keys. They haven't closed on the house yet. Right. And um, they trespass, and it's still still on the construction, and they think it's okay. Oh, I bought this house. Well, you come right. in, it's a felony. So you got to be careful on what you do out there. Absolutely. And I feel like, um, so um, touching back that um, with the radio chatter in the background, it's kind of funny that we're both uh, on duty. So I'm coming off duty. I work the night shift and you're coming on New York days. Um, and it's just that the first hour of the shift where it's kind of like, I don't want to use the Q word, but it's uh, less active than other uh, other times during the shift. And uh, having a podcast, it's like we're just talking on the phone and it, it's just fun to converse and kind of get different perspectives on uh, the job, especially since we work for two different agencies. Uh, I then I think this is a great thing that even though we're only overlapping for an hour, we are on duty. We could show exactly what we do, and um, definitely from two different type of two counties. So we both work for two different counties, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. I just think that both counties are oh, yeah. totally different. Without a doubt, without a doubt, uh, you could tell just by the the sheriff, uh, and you know what you see in the news and what you hear from different deputies and um every uh, a sheriff's office and a police department uh, and any other law enforcement agencies it's like a a well-oiled machine but there's a million different ways to skin a cat like you can go to any different call any call and like if i go to domestic and you go to domestic we're going to do things generally the same but there'll be different things that we do to get to this to reach the same goal but generally speaking, um, I feel like yes. most law enforcement agencies go about doing very similar things. Like you're gonna have small things that are different, like call signs and paperwork, and you know. But at the end of the day, we we all go through similar calls because the domestic in my neck of the woods is gonna be the same in your neck of the woods. Like at the end of the day, one one person's not getting along with someone else, or one person puts their hands on someone else, and. At the end of the day, it's either someone goes and, and cuffs and comes with us, or someone uh, has to separate for the for the day, for the evening, uh, or advice is given. So, and um, this is why we're doing this podcast is to show that we become cops, but we're not just cops. We're everything. We're nurses. We're uh, counselors. We're health advisors. Uh, uh, <laughs> everything 
give me some more. I think we have so, we have so many workers, different hats in law enforcement. Yeah, social I, I was uh, I felt like a liaison the other day um, on my last shift, um, talking to someone who's just a, a concerned citizen, and being able to reassure them that you handled this call that they called in and that everything is in fact okay, although it appeared to be not to not be okay that it was and that I handled it appropriately and and just reassuring someone that um that their concerns uh, have been addressed properly um it's just crazy how many hats we wear you know from from working in the schools <laughs> to working in agriculture units to working out on the water yes. to working undercover to working as a DUI investigator as a patrol deputy um as community outreach division, you know, um, traffic units. There's so many different moving parts to this. Uh, it's it's hard for the average person to understand what uh, each cop does specifically on a daily basis because depending on your job, it's vastly different. Totally different. And um, something that I, being from up north, having an agriculture unit is needed. Yeah. I never thought about that. Uh, there's, I've seen loose goats, loose horses, <laughs> right? loose cows. I got miniature ponies <laughs> over here, dude. And I never thought <laughs> miniature ponies. Like, what do I do? Like, I've never been a farmer. <laughs> so, you, so you take the throw rope out of your trunk that's used for uh, people who are like stuck in the water, and you make it into a lasso or like a makeshift lasso, and you 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 figure it out. You figure it out. That's when what I, was I at say the, all the time. When, I'm sorry. When I we were at the academy, I don't, I don't believe there's any any chapter within our books that said, hey, here's how to deal with a loose miniature cow or like a miniature pony or, or something like that. Here's how to deal with a bull. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't get uh, any, any, any lessons for that. But I do have a cowboy hat that I keep in my car for those purposes. Just letting you know. That is nice. That is, I like your cowboy hat. I uh, I seen it a couple of times, and I think that's uh, perfect yeah, part I mean, of your I uniform. Say howdy. But I, it's it's, <laughs> but there's so many things that we just gotta literally figure okay. out yeah. while we're doing it. Um, there was one time that I I was doing um, I I encounter a call that uh this lady was soliciting, and she knew she was selling something, but she knew her statue. She knew the statue that that govern her and she told me the statue and the florida statue is a government that tells you but it's the law and she knew it from from every word and she explained it to me she read it to me and then she asked me oh shouldn't i know that i'm like uh you know how many yeah. statues in that book she knows one i have to know the whole book and it's not easy uh so most statues are is Google is our best help, and I do have an, a statue book that yeah. I, I look at from time to time. But we don't know everything. Uh, we don't know. There's a lot of things that we don't know. So, like, catching a bull in the middle of the road and it's blocking your street. <laughs> but, <laughs> we don't know. You know what? We'll figure it out. Our, our job, and, and I think as cops, we all understand this, um, generally speaking. But um, yeah. So Sorry. I think we all have this mutual oh, understanding that dispatching the call and I mean, did you get dispatched to a call or you're, you're still good to go? I'm still 51 okay. to the call. I got dispatched a while ago, but yeah. my zone is huge. Oh wow! I have nine square miles, 
So there's trying to get back up because it's a okay. All right, yeah, that's definitely a good idea. Safety first, but um, I think it's generally understood that uh, cops we are seen as the calm in the storm. So if you have chaos going on in your life and we get dispatched to a call to go deal with you, it's probably the worst moment you've had in your life or like the most stressful time, and we're there to make sure that everything's calm. So being able to um, be a critical and and be able to be a know constructive on-the-go problem solver uh, and being able to be calm and make these decisions under pressure is a very redeeving quality of cops uh, and, and I think that people don't realize that these split session split second decisions that we have to make um, we can go we can't slow things down and like hey, let me stop for a second and look at every single possible angle to approach. We have to go with it, and we have to say, hey, this is the decision I'm making right now. This is how it's gonna, uh, it's gonna fix it. Uh, if, if you have to make it on the go, you have to make it on the go. And um, um, and being presentable, in clean uniform, being having uh, a good grooming, going up, being squared up looking vehicle, um, all those things are what reassures the citizen. Um, you know, either that they're gonna be okay. Or they're they're gonna get the most professional outfit. Totally agree. You know, there's so many things that we figure out like that, and we try to be. We got to try to do our best. But there's times that I ask people what to do. Um, certain things that yeah. I don't know about. You know, like, yeah, we don't know at all. Like medical stuff. Uh, I don't. If you tell me your neck hurts on an accident, I'm gonna stop touching you just because I don't know what else to do. So we, you know, right. we try to keep everybody safe and as much as we can. Um, we definitely use our other brothers like fire rescue and everybody else for help. And mm-hmm. we just gotta try to remember everything and try to do it, do our help on customer service and um, make sure we do everything perfect. But we're not perfect because guess what? We're humans. Or make mistakes. Yeah, that's right. But right. unfortunately, that's right. I mean, my, myself personally, I, I'm um, I got a I got a four year old at home, and that's my goal at the end of the day. And I know you're a father too, George. And uh, it's just at the uh, we see some crazy stuff, and, and there are times where I people think as like cops, like we we go to multiple calls, we get numb to things. But I will tell you firsthand that I don't get numb to stuff, man. Yeah. I'm a huge, like, I, I, if, if you shoot me, I bleed. If I see something traumatic, I, I get sad. Um, you know, and I, I, there's, the, my worst fear is not making it home to my, my child. Yes, totally. And that is like the most gut-wrenching feeling that I've ever had in my life. And I, I hate even saying it, dude. I hate even saying it because I'm, I'm here to, Put food on on a table, provide shelter and clothes, clothing on his back, and and um, to have someone want to take that away from me, uh, meaning my life, um, is something that I take very very seriously, and, and it should be taken seriously. But I know you know your father too, right? You have a you have a son. Yes, but uh, let's pause on ninety-seven. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Perfect. safe cool awesome awesome it uh 
end up being nothing or what, what, what's going on? Yeah, it's nothing. Um, he drops off his wife early and then he goes to work at eight o'clock with his brother and he parks here in the middle of a neighborhood. Oh, waiting for his brother to wake up at eight o'clock. Um, oh, that's a long time to wait. A long time to wait. Okay. All right. What gets to me is that, bro, they're whiter than white. And the caller said two black males. Well, it just, I think it comes down to the game of telephone when we play as a, when we played as a child, you know, when we were children, uh, that's what like dispatched to us you know you gotta think it goes from someone who calls it in and it's dark out and they might just be waking up and then it goes to the dispatcher and the dispatcher sometimes doesn't convey always the right information not saying that what they're doing is wrong but you know yeah is uh that's the funny part about it because uh we we usually get so many different types of like descriptions yeah usually a truck he, he said the caller said it was gold this car is gray it was two males there were black males wearing shorts but you gotta see uh, why how they wearing shorts if they're inside the car people huh. just like giving too much information <laughs> when they're <laughs> that's, so, that's uh, interesting well definitely um... have to give the right information and try to because you know we're just going by information that's given to us yeah, I doesn't want. I definitely don't want to be caught um, in the racial profiling game, and that's not the case at all. Especially when the call comments come in as two black males, and it ends up being two guys who were coming uh, in a gray vehicle, not a gold vehicle. And, uh, definitely, I, I get that there's concerned citizens out there, and that's the reason why they called. But please, err on the side of caution for the for the sake of us and the community too. Definitely. Well, I'm glad yeah. it was nothing because. Um, there's times where a call that is nothing can turn into something absolutely insane. So. Too fast, too fast. I, uh, a very dynamic job. Like, um, it, that's why we have to pay attention to everything that we do, no matter if it's a, a simple home alarm to a, a robbery in progress. Right. Usually, um, I've seen alarms go from zero to 100 real fast and i seen robbery yeah. go from 100 to zero real fast right right this is not a robbery <laughs> this is just someone just walked in and stole some cigarettes but the yeah. clerk calls in and says yeah, hey i've just been robbed so our dispatcher puts it in as such or the 911 call turns into a barricade it's a that it turned into you know a guy who ended up murdering one of his family members so it's it could be anything but hey man um I just want to um, kind of you take this moment to kind of wrap things up. I know before we were talking for about 15 minutes, give or take, uh, before. And I'm actually sitting in my driveway now, um, which is great. I made it home safe, another shift. <laughs> but um, I just kind of wanted to recap um, briefly and kind of give anyone who, who's listening uh, an idea of what they're, what they're going to get if they come and tune back in for another episode. Because this is just, you know, a short episode that we wanted to just kind of introduce ourselves and kind of explain what we're what we're trying to do with this podcast. And um, yeah, what what's what's your goal, George, uh, with this podcast? My goal with this podcast is definitely give more people more information. Uh, there's a lot of shows out there. There's a lot of people that have opinions. Uh, I want everyone to hear what we really do. 
not just from law enforcement but from the human side Absolutely. how we deal with certain calls and <clears throat> mean, um, how we do with certain calls and how we we cope you know having families and having children at home and trying to ju- just make it home and try to just have a career and love our jobs i want people to understand how that this is not like i said before it's not we're not robocops we're not cops yeah oh, we're not ro- robots so we definitely have to um i want everybody to understand how different we are and and there's bad people out there there's bad cops there's bad doctors there's bad uh, uh car salesmen but we're not right. going to treat all of them the same so we want i want this podcast to truly extends that information on not everybody's the same i feel that i i try to make people understand that we're human you know um the yeah. respect given to me is the respect that i give i don't care what you've done in your past i still respect you as a human being and i i, I want the same respect back so yeah this is, uh, i don't think that's too hard to podcast. ask for yeah exactly yeah so no uh, you, you, this podcast you shows that, that you hit the nail right on the head and i i think that uh that that is 100 my goal i know i could say without a quiver in my voice that the two of us became um cops for for very similar reasons in the sense that we want to break down barriers we want to help others and and neither one of us became cops because we're like man i really want to put people in jail i really want to write tickets that is that is people don't become cops because they want to throw people in handcuffs and uh and and write traffic tickets um i think ultimately our goal is to help people and to uh, provide a service to our community that uh you know that others get a you know a sense of safety and a sense of reassurance um and uh, yeah let's let's break down these barriers let's answer as many questions as we can let's let's try to clarify situations that people don't understand and and uh you know it's okay to, to have disagreements it's okay to be you know feel a certain way about law enforcement it's okay to feel a certain way about situations because everybody that's the great thing about the united states everybody's entitled to their own opinion and regardless of who thinks who is right i'm willing to listen to anybody's gripes and complaints and concerns and and address them as appropriately as i possibly can and put every ounce of my 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 energy into uh ensuring that that people understand that you and i george are humans and we want the best for the people we come in contact with regardless of what you've done in the past present or future yes let's get that done and um let's let's give every all the information to everybody that it's needed because i yes. know there's a lot of people with opinions out there a lot of people that just watches the news and, and a lot of misinformation yes i know this happened to me this happened to me but not every circumstance is the same everything is different and um, we're here to help and um, we're going to be open books uh we're not going to get specific with certain calls but we'll we'll give you as much information as we can to uh clear that that your mindset clear your your doubts so yeah Ho- hopefully we can we can provide that to you but hey brother um i'm going to go uh take a shower and hop into my bed after i clean off and make sure i'm not bringing any covid-19 home to my family I, I wish you the best on your your shift, and I and I you know I hope you make it safe home to your family as well. Thank you so much. I'll see you later, buddy. All right, brother.